your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 697 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And the Rangers uh, gave us all a reason to essentially just let out a very uh, collective sigh of relief here. They go into Dallas and get the job done, taking down the Stars by a final score of 6-3. to three. You know, it was back to Ranger hockey, back to third-period excellence, back to uh, special teams excellence. The Rangers go 2-for-5 on the power play. They were just one for their last 15 coming into this game. Uh, the Stars, meanwhile, go 0-for-4 on the power play, and some good kills by the Rangers uh, in the middle of this game. Uh, the Rangers won the physical battle as well. They out hit the Stars. They also won on the face-off circle, and that's something that I think we're all still kind of getting used to, but it is going to be a part of this New York Ranger team this year, uh, winning the face-off battle more often than not. I really do believe uh, that we're on the path for that uh, this season. For the first time in about 15 years, the Rangers will win uh, more than half of their face-offs, but lot to do today, a lot to talk about. Going to break down what was just an awesome third period by the New York Rangers. Also want to do a deep dive on the game-winning goal by Zach Jones. Just a brilliant play all around. A lot to really like on that play. And want to give some props to everybody that was involved in that play. And, and speaking of which, we also want to give some props to Julian Gauthier, who is definitely, and I know we've been down this road before with Julian Gauthier, and we've talked about this before on this podcast, but Julian Gauthier beginning to you know show some flashes. I would even go so far as saying that you know this might be the best two-game stretch and again, small sample size, obviously, but this might be the best two-game stretch that we've ever seen from Julian Gauthier. He looked awesome against the Islanders. Uh, there were you know, plays in that game. There was one play specifically where he just went flying up the ice. Looked like he was fired out of a cannon, and uh, that was awesome to see. Didn't score on that one, but obviously showing those flashes and you know that great blend of uh, size and speed that we all love so much. But we'll get into that in due time here. I also want to... Uh, Talk about a couple of nitpicks that I have with the Ranger performance. You know, I thought about just not even including this when I was kind of preparing for the episode and laying everything out because, you know, obviously the Rangers had lost four in a row coming in, and there was a heck of a lot more good than bad in this game. Uh, I want to get that point across first and foremost. By no means do I think that, like, this is a game that the Rangers stole or anything like that. They were the better team, but there were a couple of things that I think you could nitpick at least a little bit, so I do want to discuss those. Uh, but like I said, we're going to be a lot more positive than negative here. Also going to talk about the play that saw Vitaly Kravtsov get injured, and of course he did not return to the game, and also going to get into the incident that saw Igor Shosturkin taken out, and uh, obviously gave us all a little bit of a scare there, but Igor stayed in the game, looked no worse for the wear uh, going forward after that. But going to have thoughts on all that stuff, but like I said, I want to start with what was uh, a brilliant third period by the New York Rangers. Uh, I also want to mention that we do have to point out the fact that the Rangers caught two pretty significant breaks in this game. And I'm going to get to those in due time as well. Uh, the first of which was, or actually, I guess this would technically be the second of these two breaks that the Rangers caught. But uh, basically, Dallas scored a goal, or it looked like they scored a goal to start the third period. It would have given the Stars a 4-3 to lead. 
Uh, the goal was disallowed, though. The ring just challenged, and uh, it was pretty obvious that they were offside. Uh, again, that goal would have put the Stars up 4-3, to three, but we'll get into that in greater detail in just a little bit here. But as for the third period, I mean, we got to start with this goal by Zach Jones because I thought this was just a tremendous play by the Rangers all around, and it started with Julian Gauthier. He gets a secondary assist on this play. Uh, his first point of the season for the New York Rangers after a brief spell with the Hartford Wolfpack. And what a play he made here. So basically, it's looking like a pretty, you know, whatever kind of play. Uh, the Stars are going to pretty easily be able to get the puck out of their zone. You know, they're working up the boards. Uh, the only player still in the Dallas zone is Vincent Trocek. And it looks for sure like, you know, the Stars are going to start their way into the neutral zone and up the ice. But here comes Julian Gauthier. He puts some pressure uh, on the puck handler and... The play was right around the Dallas blue line, and Gautier got there just in time to prevent the puck from coming across the blue line. It was kind of hard to see exactly where the puck was because it was right along the boards, and you know you can't really see through the boards there, obviously, but it had to be close, and Gautier prevents the puck from coming out. And the reason this is so important is because Vincent Trocek was still deep in the Dallas zone. If this puck had come out, by an inch, a half inch, and Gautier carried it back over. I mean, Trocek would have been offside by a mile. The play would have been whistled dead. And at that point in the game, we still would have been tied at 3-3. Three to three. But instead, Gautier, like I said, pressured the puck, and he gets control of the puck. And he was outnumbered, no joke. He was outnumbered 5-1 to one on this play. The five players on the ice that were closer to Julian Gautier than anybody else were the five skaters on the Dallas Stars. But Gautier, nevertheless, fights his way through a couple of guys and moves the puck ahead to the aforementioned Vincent Trocek, who's still deep in the Dallas zone. He's along the boards, and he's kind of like in the right face-off circle. And then Trocek uh, makes a very quick pass back to the center of the ice. He saw Zach Jones entering the attacking zone, and Jones picked up the pass, had some speed, and uh, basically just let it fly from the high slot and beat Scott Wedgwood for the goal. And that's the first goal in the career of Zach Jones in the NHL, and also, as I mentioned, the first point of the season for Julian Gauthier, Vincent Trocek, now up to four goals and five assists as he continues uh, just a toward start for his uh, New York Ranger tenure here. But what a play here. I mean, Julian Gauthier forced the entire issue, made the entire thing happen, uh, worked the puck ahead to Trocek. Trocek, great vision, seeing Zach Jones, you know, moving ahead with a full head of steam, put the puck right on the tape, and then Zach Jones takes care of the of the rest, and what a shot there, and uh, nice to see him do that, particularly against the Dallas Stars and against Nils Lundqvist. I don't have anything against Nils Lundqvist. The Rangers had to trade him because it was just kind of a numbers situation, but Nils is off to a nice start over there, and the Rangers held him in check today and uh, got a goal from, you know, one of the guys that they chose to go with instead of Nils Lundqvist, and I realize they play different sides of the ice, but nevertheless, uh, the Rangers choosing to roll with Zach Jones going forward and uh, trading Nils Lundqvist, so nice to see Zach Jones coming through in the clutch here. And then, uh, just 20 seconds later, the Rangers make the score 5-3. to three, And another, you know, big-time moment for Julian Gauthier here. Uh, so basically, the puck is in the Rangers zone. You got Sammy Blay lifting the puck out of the corner and into uh, the neutral zone. And then Gauthier comes up, gets the puck, and just explodes past two defensemen. Split both of them, went in alone. You have Wedgwood coming out of his crease, believing... Uh, presumably 
that he could get to the puck before Julian Gauthier could. Because when Gauthier split the two defensemen, you know, he kind of lost control of the puck just a little bit. It went up ahead of him a little bit. And Wedgwood, I think, saw that as his opportunity to come forward, knock the puck out of harm's way. But instead, Gauthier gets to the puck first, tips it past Wedgwood. Now, Wedgwood is completely out of the equation at this point. He's out of his crease. But the puck by this point has gone, you know, toward the the corner on the right side. Obviously, it's not in the corner. It's kind of like on the edge of the faceoff circle. But Gauthier gets to it. And, you know, I'm watching this play. And I'm seeing the whole thing develop. And you know what's about to happen here. Gauthier is going to get to the loose puck first. And he's going to have a free shot at the net. But he's also going to have a free shot at the net from a a very difficult angle. And as this is happening, and I'm seeing this whole thing develop, I said out loud, please score. Because the Rangers, you know, they're up 4-3 to here. It's getting pretty late in the third period. I think there were about six minutes or so to go. But obviously, we see how things have gone recently for the Rangers. You really want to win this game. It'd be great to have a two-goal cushion there. And it'd be great for Julian Gauthier to get two points in 20 seconds. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Gauthier, from a really sharp angle, puts the puck into the net. And again, as you're watching this develop, we know how much bad luck that Julian Gauthier has had you know, over these past couple of seasons with the Rangers when it comes to finishing his scoring chances. I'm just waiting for it to hit the near post and then bounce off the far post and then, you know, bounce away from the net or, or something happens where it hits one of the posts and like the puck dies on the goal line and then somebody on the stars goes and gets it because again we've seen how this kind of goes for Julian Gauthier but man he finished here and what a story it would be if Julian Gauthier could you know really figure things out here it, it's really crazy to think about how many times this guy was one iota away from being a former New York Ranger. I mean, think about it. You had the expansion draft a couple of years ago, and the Rangers were in a position, you know, all the obvious names were either exempt from the expansion draft or the Rangers were protecting them, but it came down to protecting either Kevin Rooney, Julian Gauthier, or uh, Colin Blackwell. And I was hoping it would be Gauthier because I just think he has the most upside out of any of those players I mentioned. The Rangers instead choose to protect Kevin Rooney. So Gauthier was out there. The Kraken could have had him if they wanted him. They instead choose Colin Blackwell. So Julian Gauthier dodged that bullet, or the Rangers dodged that bullet, depending on how you look at it, but he remains with the New York Rangers. And then this season, he doesn't make the team out of camp, and they send him down to the Wolfpack. And to do that, they had to place him on waivers. They placed Gauthier and Jared Tenorti on waivers at the same time. Somehow, some way. Julian Gauthier does not get claimed. Jared Tenorti does. I will never figure that one out for as long as I live. But again, he was out there on waivers. Anybody could have claimed him and he would be an ex-Ranger right now. Instead, he goes to the Hartford Wolfpack and then you get an injury to Vitaly Kravtsov and, you know, they, they call him back up and he's been back in the lineup for these last couple of games here. And like I said, I think this is the best two-game stretch that we've ever seen from Julian Gauthier. I'm cautiously optimistic because as I've said all along, We've seen this song and dance when it comes to Julian Gauthier. He flashes the ability. It seems like he's on the cusp of, you know, becoming a really good player on this in this league. And then his Achilles heel of not being able to finish seemingly just kind of holds him back. But I'm optimistic, cautiously so. But yes, feeling pretty good about what we've seen from Julian Gauthier here. Uh, and then, you know, to just kind of close out my thoughts on the third period here and take us to uh, the final goal of the game, a goal by Vincent Trocek. Panarin gains the blue line. He leads Lafreniere up the right side. Lafreniere with a backhand centering pass to Mika Zibanejad. Mika deflects the puck over to Vincent Trocek. 
And then Trocek, he's in the left faceoff circle, and he just lets it fly, jams at home. And uh, this also came on a delayed penalty against the Dallas Stars. This is fantastic because you know, the Rangers are up by two at this point, and the Stars take a penalty. The Rangers played keep away for what had to be, I would say, probably about 45 seconds here. The Stars just couldn't get the touch up. And as I'm watching this develop, I'm thinking like, you know what, just keep doing this. Keep the puck away from the Stars. Prioritize that over even trying to score because you're down to about five or six minutes to go at this point. You got a two-goal lead. And if you can keep the Stars from touching the puck, then you can just grind the clock down a little bit. And then you've got a two-minute power play on top of that. But the Rangers did that for a while. And then they said, well, the heck with all that, let's just go ahead and score a goal here. That's what Vincent Trocek does. And the Rangers are up six to three and well on their way to uh, snapping the uh, the four-game losing streak. But just a phenomenal third period by this New York Ranger team. Great to see guys like Zach Jones step up. Great to see guys like Julian Gauthier step up. And great to see somebody like Vincent Trocek once again continue uh, what has just been a fantastic start to his New York Ranger tenure here. Going to keep it rolling here, talk about a couple of breaks that I thought the Rangers caught in this game. Going to talk about the Igor Shosturkin situation, uh, the injury to Vitaly Krasov, and what that could mean going forward, and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. But first, just want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers do not lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home and even if you can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so as I talked about in the intro, I did want to acknowledge uh, two significant breaks that I thought the Rangers caught in this game. And let me just preface the entire thing by saying that I'm not bringing this up to diminish the Ranger win. This is a really nice win for the Rangers. It was not perfect, but anytime you can snap a losing streak and you can do it on the road, and you can do it on a team as talented as the Dallas Stars, a team that is currently in first place in its division. That's certainly uh, a positive and not a negative, but I do want to just throw these out there. Uh, the Rangers caught a break when Jake Ottinger had to leave the game with a lower body injury. You know, we talked about, we, we previewed these two games against the Stars and against the Coyotes in our last episode, and Ottinger was kind of uh, the lead as far as, you know, the Dallas Stars are concerned and just how good he's been this year. Um, now, to be fair, the Rangers had gotten him twice in the game before he left. Uh, they had scored two goals on 10 shots against Ottinger, but we know how good he's been. 
And look, I don't wish injury on anybody. I want to make that clear uh, right off the bat here before we go a second further. But facts are facts. Ottinger got injured. He had to come out of the game. And you go from Ottinger to Wedgwood. That's quite the downgrade. And of course, you know, the Rangers were able to take advantage of that because that's what good th- good teams do, excuse me. They take advantage of, uh, you know, situations that present themselves. And obviously, you know, a little bit of a goalie downgrade there for the Stars and they get Wedgwood for four goals on just 17 shots. So nice to see the Rangers taking advantage of that situation. And look, all the best to Jake Ottinger. He's off to a heck of a start this season. Fortunately, he's in the Western Conference. We don't have to worry about him uh, too much as Ranger fans. You know, they'll play them one more time this season and uh, that'll probably be it, you know, barring a matchup in the Stanley Cup Finals. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Rangers taking advantage of, you know, getting a, a chance to go up against the Stars' backup goalie. And the other break that they caught was a goal. I talked about this briefly just a couple minutes ago, but the Stars scored a goal in the third period. And again, this would have put Dallas up by a score of 4-3. to three. Uh, The Stars basically took the puck away from Ryan Lindgren and scored. I believe it was Robertson who did this. I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but took the puck away from Lindgren, went in by himself, and scored. Uh, I don't know how the linesman missed this offside call because Pavelski had to be offside by about six or seven feet, um, but it was one of the easiest overturns that you'll ever see. So, I mean, I guess in some ways you could argue that, well, that's not even really a break because they were offside and it was ruled correctly. Uh, I would say, though, that, you know, Pavelski being offside didn't really affect this play. So, you know, if if Pavelski hadn't been there, this goal would have stood and uh, would not have been a banner moment for Ryan Lindgren because he basically just had his pocket picked on this play. And Fox was there, too, and didn't provide much resistance either. I thought at times it was a little bit of a rough night for the Ranger defenseman. Uh, Truba and Miller, in particular, they were out there for all three of the goals that the Stars scored in this game, and that's not all on them, but uh, it kind of leads me into the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is the Rangers, all three goals that they gave up in this game, I thought was a case of you know them doing what they've been doing a little bit too frequently at the start of the season here, and that is shooting themselves in the foot. There have just been too many times where they've had these lapses, and you know those can really hurt you. You know, they, they can cost you a game, and it almost happened in this game. You know, the, this was a barn burner all the way through up until the Rangers pulled away late in the third period. And I don't want to be that person that, you know, every single time that the Rangers give up a goal, I say, oh, it's the Rangers' fault. It's the Rangers' fault. There's no way that their opponent could have possibly done something good and earned a goal. Uh, I, I definitely don't want to be that person. you got to give some credit to the opposition once in a while. But you look at the three goals in this game, all three of them were the result of a Ranger miscue, you know, misplaying the puck or just something that was a little bit off, a case of shooting yourself in the foot. None of these goals by the Stars came because, like, you know, they had sustained offensive pressure. You know, they kept the puck in the Ranger zone for 45 seconds or a minute. Uh, None of them were the result of, you know, just clinical passing. None of them were the result of, you know, a nasty deflection or anything like that. No highlight real goals here. They were all the result of the Rangers basically... Uh, making a mistake, and these stars taking advantage of it. So, I mean, just to go through them real quick, you know, Marchman, he scores a goal barely a minute into this game. The Rangers could not clear the puck on a puck that was very, very clearable. And Trocek, you know, he had a chance. He kicked the puck ahead, uh, was not able to get it across the blue line. Panarin was there. He got his stick on the puck, and he's about a foot away from the blue line, but he couldn't get it out either. The Stars keep the play alive, and eventually Marchment scores. So that was a very preventable goal. And for a team in the Rangers that uh, had lost four in a row coming in, you just want to start the game a little bit sharper than that. Uh, obviously, it worked out in the end, but giving up a goal that early was uh, was not the most promising sign, and it was nice that the Rangers bounced back from that again. But 
Not the best way to start the game, especially when you've lost four in a row. As far as the Stars' second goal, uh, yeah, Jacob Truba, he was trying to work the puck up the boards. Uh, Kravtsov was there as well. They couldn't get the puck out of the zone, and the Stars keep it in at the point. And then uh, you've got a situation where Hintz is able to clean up a rebound. Uh, the Stars basically just threw the puck at the net from the blue line. Hintz is there. He stuffs the rebound home. And Truba on this play was a little bit late getting back in place. So not a banner shift for the Ranger captain there. That tied the game at 2-2. Two to two. Uh, And then we had the goal that tied the game at 3-3. Three to three. And Robertson scored this goal. Yeah, an offensive zone draw for the Stars. The puck is just laying there, basically like right on the faceoff dot. And Goodrow and VZ and Miller, they were all there and all just kind of waving at the puck. I don't know what happened here. There just didn't seem to be a lot of urgency to get the puck out of there. And the next thing you know, the Stars are putting the puck in the net. Now, I do have to give Keandre Miller a little bit of a pass on this one because you watch this replay, and very clearly, his stick was being held. So there wasn't really much he could do. He was trying to get to the puck, and I guess the ref just missed this, or maybe you know the stick was just kind of tangled up in his opponent, but it looked like his stick was pretty blatantly being held here. So again, there wasn't a whole lot Keandre Miller could do here. But Goodrow and Vizi, you know, two noted strong defensive forwards, a little disappointed that they couldn't, you know, get the puck out of harm's way at the very least here. And, you know, I'm not going to kill them for it, but it's just one of those things. It's a trend that's happened early in this season where the Rangers at times, once again, just shooting themselves in the foot, just having these defensive lapses here and there. And, you know, it's it's cost them more than once. It cost them a couple of times in this game, and this is probably the most egregious example of it. Um, but it was nice to see the Rangers uh, bounce back from this and eventually, you know, pull away in the third period and uh, not let their mistakes get to them, find a way to get two points, which, I mean, I don't want to say this is a must win. It, it's too early in the season, but, man, you lose five straight games, that's not good. And, um, you know, very, very nice to get a signature win here on the road, once again against a very tough team. And in just a second, I want to discuss the Igor Shesterkin play as well as the injury to Vitaly Krausov. And uh, also want to talk about Gerard Gallant mixing and matching his defense pairings. And we'll get into all that in just a second. All right, so the injury to Vitaly Krausov. I mean, this kid is really off to a tough start this year. And by all accounts, you know, he's had a much better attitude coming into uh, training camp this season, ready to uh, go to work and earn his keep, so to speak. He's in on the forecheck. He's trying to make a play, trying to keep the puck alive, trying to move it along the boards. He's kind of off balance, and he falls down to the ice. There was some blood on the ice as well. Uh, you had Kraftsoff and Hockenpah. You know, they were both pursuing the puck and getting toward the corner there. And, I mean, you could see as soon as it happened that this was not going to be good for Kraftsoff because he was falling down. Uh, Hockenpah was off balance as well. And the next thing you know, you know, the side of Kraftsoff's head is being driven into the boards. And he looks shaken up, looked a little bit dazed when this happened. And I feel for Kraftsoff. I'm pretty sure this is now the third game that he has had to exit. And it continues this trend where it just feels like the Rangers cannot get through a game with all 12 forwards intact. In and, you know, you have to mix and match then because you've got 11 forwards. Guys have to double shift and you know, juggle everything around a little bit. And, you know, that's what happened in this game as well. There was one shift where I'm I'm watching it and I'm like, why is Artemi Panarin out there with Ryan Carpenter? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, Kravtsov's not there. So you're going to get a little bit of this uh, for the rest of the game. Um, but, yeah, just really unfortunate for Vitaly Krausov. Fingers crossed that he'll be okay. I mean, I'm no doctor. I don't even know what the diagnosis is right now, but I would guess that he probably would not be back out there against the Coyotes. Uh, head injuries are no joke. Of course, the Rangers didn't call it a head injury. They called it an upper body injury because 
Yes, we we all know it's a it's a ongoing joke on this show. There are only two injuries in hockey: upper body and lower body. But I would imagine, in just looking at this, if I had to guess, Vitaly Krasov probably out of the lineup in the next one. That would probably mean that Ryan Reeves would go back in. And you know, it's interesting because if Reeves is in the lineup, you got to figure for sure he's going to be on the fourth line. But there's part of me that honestly does not want to split up the Ranger fourth line that we saw today. Uh, we saw. Gautier, Carpenter, and Blay. And it's not just because, you know, Gautier had two points and Blay had an assist. I thought this line was doing a nice job even early in this game. There was nothing flashy or anything like that, but they just had sustained uh, offensive zone time on several occasions, made some good passes. I don't know. They just looked good together. It was probably about as dynamic as we've seen the fourth line look this season. And love Ryan Reeves, but I get the feeling that, you know, had this injury to Krasov not happened, uh, he probably would have been a healthy scratch for the game against the Coyotes as well. I, I guess we'll never know for sure. You know, if Krasov does play, then we will know for sure. But, yeah, overall, you know, I, I liked what I saw from this fourth line on this uh, on this afternoon here. But I would imagine that if Reeves does go back into the lineup, then you'll probably see him back to his usual spot at fourth line right wing. Uh, then Blay would probably be at fourth line left wing, and you'd have Julian Gauthier uh, rejoining the third line, presumably with Goudreau and VZ. I think that would make the most sense, especially with Gauthier coming off of a strong game here, uh, put him back into the top nine. But I don't know. I was intrigued by that third line trio that we saw in this game. I thought Carpenter, Blay, and uh, Gauthier, even before the points started coming, I thought they were having a nice afternoon for themselves. Uh, and then also uh, the Igor Shesterkin play. So, uh, Ty Delandria, who I got to be honest, I had barely even heard of, you know, before this game happened here. But basically, there's a situation where he's skating by in the first period. You know, Igor was behind the net. He was coming back into his crease after playing the puck. And all of a sudden, uh, Delandria's skate clips Igor Shesterkin's skate, and Igor falls to the ice. And Delandria gets a penalty for this. And there's a big get-together, a big scrum in the corner, you know, basically a five-on-five pushing and shoving matchup. And Delandria and Panarin both got roughing minors as well. So four minutes in penalties to the Stars, two minutes in penalties to the New York Rangers. And I got to say, I love this. I, I love, well, I don't love Igor Shesterkin getting hurt and falling to the ice. Believe me, I don't love that. But I love the fact that the entire Ranger team wanted to stand up for their goalie. And, you know, the two who really stood out in this scrum to me were Panarin and Fox. And you don't really think of them as the two guys that are going to be, you know, mixing it up and going after somebody like this. But that was awesome to see. That's great leadership there. And uh, again, making sure you have the back of uh, your goalie. And both of them did that on this play. So again, very, very cool to see that. Uh, very close team, as we've talked about in the past. And uh, again, you know, Panarin and, and Adam Fox going to bat there uh, for their teammates. So Good stuff there. But, you know, you get the power play out of this. And this is where, I mean, you want to score on every power play. But when somebody does something like this to your goalie, this is when you really want to make it hurt. And the whole incident with uh, Delandria and Igor happened at the end of the first period. And so the power play spilled into the second period. And the Rangers were able to make them pay. You get Fox, Tamika, to Trocek for the goal. That gave the Rangers a 2-1 to one lead at that point in the game. Uh, as far as, you know, whether or not this is a dirty play... I think at best, this is a extremely careless, idiotic play, and at worst, it is a completely dirty play. I don't, I don't know that he did it on purpose, but the carelessness here, if it was not on purpose, was just completely off the charts because, you know, he's skating across the crease there, and there's not a ranger anywhere near him. This is not a situation where he had the puck and he was driving to the net and trying to, you know, get the puck into the net. 
It wasn't a situation where you know he was off balance or in, entangled with a Ranger defenseman or anything like that. He was by himself, and there was just no reason for this contact here. So uh, he was kind of a marked man after that. And the thing that I love is that uh, in the third period, Chris Kreider with a big hit in the Dallas zone. I mean, shoulder to chest, open ice hit, just absolutely drilled him, knocked him to the ice, clean hit all the way. And I uh, love seeing that from Chris Kreider there. Like I said, uh, they the Rangers had had kind of a bullseye on on Delandria uh, after this happened. So uh, the big thing, I'm just glad Igor Shesterkin's okay, or certainly seemed to be okay. I mean, he played the rest of the game and played pretty well. Uh, you know, the, the one goal, the third goal that Dallas started, he maybe could have kept that one out, but uh, another solid performance for Igor Shesterkin. And it was also interesting to see Gerard Gallant kind of mix and match the defense pairings because, you know, we as Ranger fans tend to fixate on the forward combinations. And, you know, we've all got our favorite, you know, sets of trios basically that we would like to see the Rangers roll with for, you know, certain games, certain situations. You almost forget that, you know, they actually can mix and match a little bit with the defense pairings as well. And and typically you don't really think about it because, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? We, we've talked about that in the past as well uh, on this podcast, but you know, you've got Fox and Lindgren. I mean, they complement each other so well. They play so well to get together. Uh, they're roommates to boot very close off the ice as well. Uh, we've heard about how Jacob Truba really took Keandre Miller under his wing when Miller was debuting and the two of them work very well together uh, as well. And then, you know, the third pairing is just whoever's left, and Braden Schneider has solidified his spot there, and we're getting a rotation between uh, Jones and Hayek to start the season, but you forget that, yeah, you actually can uh, switch things around a little bit. So we saw a little bit of uh, Keandre Miller with Braden Schneider, and we also saw Jacob Truba with Zach Jones. Now, Gerard Gallant, after this game at his presser, mentioned that he's probably going to go back to the normal defense pairings uh, for the next game, which I think is fine, but it was kind of cool to see uh, this mixing and matching happening here, and just thinking outside the box a little bit, and then of course, Zach Jones, after this happens, scores the game-winning goal and his first NHL uh, goal. So uh, another case of Gerard Gallant, look, I know people sometimes get on him, and there's times where I've even questioned certain things that he does, but this guy's a heck of a coach, and uh, it just seems like there's times where you know he'll mix and match, and he'll do something that maybe doesn't make a ton of sense right away, but then it's a situation where almost everything he touches turns to gold. And I'm not going to say that, you know, that's definitely why Zach Jones scored here, but he saw something. He saw some reason to switch things up. And after these changes were made, uh, Dallas did not score any goals the rest of the way and uh, didn't even really have any great scoring opportunities the rest of the way. So he saw something, he made the change, and uh, it worked out for the Rangers. So that was awesome. Also, something you can file under awesome, is the fact that the Rangers got through this game without allowing Nils Lundqvist to get any points. So that's a mini win there in and of itself. And the one last closing thought that I have here is that you know, the Rangers, they're going to play a back-to-back. -back. They're going to play the Coyotes. We'll see if they uh, buck the trend and go with Igor Shesterkin in a back-to-back, -back, both games of a back-to-back, -back, or if they go with Yaroslav Halak. But whichever goalie they choose to play in this game, to really make this win count against the Stars is a really good win for the Rangers. Really uh, relieving win as well to snap the losing streak. But to really, really make this thing count, you got to beat the Coyotes. I'm sorry. The Coyotes are not a good team. I'm not trying to be disrespectful here or anything like that. But I think most people coming into the season would have them in their bottom five as far as like power rankings are concerned or anything like that. And, you know, they got some players that are off to a good start this season. And, uh, you know, they're, I'm sure, hoping that they can put the pieces together after, you know, a lot of years of, you know, losing. But they got to win this game, do the Rangers. It's a two-game mini road trip here. You know, they're at Dallas on Saturday, and then they're at Arizona on Sunday, and then you fly back home. That 
plane ride home is going to be a heck of a lot more enjoyable if you get this win here. So there's no reason why the Rangers should not be able to go out there and take it to the Coyotes and get two points. No disrespect intended to the Arizona Coyotes, but this has to be a win for the New York Rangers. And then you'll start to feel a lot better. You'll start to feel like this team truly is back and ready to go home back to Madison Square Garden for a little bit of a homestand and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, start piling up some points and winning games that you should be winning. So hopefully uh, the uh, the slump is over, the losing streak is over, and the New York Rangers are back to being the New York Rangers. We will keep our fingers crossed there. But that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.